welcome to Mimeo's Talk of the Trade. I'm Mike McNary. In addition to leading the sales organization here at Mimeo, I'm also interested in unlocking the secrets of sales and marketing. In each episode, I talk with creative leaders to find out how they approach problems like motivating sales teams, structuring the revenue cycle, and fitting product to market. At the end of the conversation, you and I have new takeaways to apply to our everyday life. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Mike McNary here with another episode of Mimeo's Talk of the Trade podcast. Our episode today is titled Artificial Intelligence for Sales Leaders and Sales Trainers. Our guest is Mike Montague. Mike is the Director of Community Engagement at Sandler Training and also the host of How to Succeed podcast and the host of Playful Humans podcast. So we're really excited to have Mike. Uh, Welcome. How's it going, Mike? Hey, having a great day. Uh, good to be here. I've never met a Mike I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for, for those in our audience that might not know a lot about Sandler, um, tell us a little bit about your organization, Mike, and about your role there. Yeah, it's a long story, but with the topic of AI today, um, we are staying current. So we have over 200 locations around the world. Um, 400 trainers that collect best practices for sales and help salespeople from individuals all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. So we have an enterprise team that works with people in in multiple locations and uh, countries and, and things like that. Now it started uh, over 50 years ago with David Sandler, who was our guru. He invented the idea of pain. If you've heard about pain in in sales and and discovery and asking questions, pain based sales. That was all him uh, 50 years ago. But he also realized that when he was traveling around, he would come back to the same cities and see the same people in the workshop like the next quarter. And he's like, didn't you already get this? How come you're not making change? And so he created the idea of reinforcement sales training and stuff that goes on regularly as like a workout routine and, and fitness program throughout the whole course of the year. And that's where he set up these individual locations to, to train people. And that's why we're still around here, you know, 20 plus years after his passing is because we've created this network of trainers that actually make a difference with people that coach people that develop programs for our, our enterprise clients and work with you like boots on the ground to figure out problems every single day. And it's a cool thing. Now, my story yeah. with them is a long one too. My dad became a trainer when I was in high school. So I took my first Sandler sales program, uh, at 16 years old as a junior that before right? I had anything to sell. Yeah. That's great. And then I became a, a full-time trainer about 12 years ago. And I wrote a book called LinkedIn the Sandler Way that got the attention of our CEO, David Matson, And I moved to the corporate team to kind of do content marketing, internet marketing, started writing online courses and started the podcast. And I host the webinars and I've just kind of grown into uh sort of like the brand ambassador for Sandler here now. What's your favorite thing about your job at Sandler, Mike? I think, and this is going to be self-serving, but I'm setting you up for the transition here to our topic about AI, is <laughs> I have also been a technophile my whole life. So I started designing websites in high school, which is not impressive now, but in the late 90s, there weren't a lot of people that yeah, could do that. a bit more. Yeah. So I've made, uh, I've made over 200 websites in my career. I mentioned a lot of online courses. I created a version of our Sandler Online uh, training um, about six, seven years ago. Um, passed that over to a new team, and we just launched the latest version a couple of months ago. So Sandler Online has a new LMS system. 
but I kind of get to demo a whole bunch of cool stuff. So I tried VR sales training with role-playing sales presentations to, uh, you know, virtual avatars. And I get to go to cool conferences and check out gear, or play with AI bots. I, I trained an AI chatbot like ChatGBT on Sandler training. I loaded up a bunch of old David Sandler audio transcripts and books that he had written, workbooks, and could make it act like David Sandler himself, kind of reanimate our founder. And it was really interesting. We are at this point in in sales, and we were joking a little bit before we hit record. But um, you know, Zuckerberg's trying to make the Matrix. They they yep. scientists have created metal robots that can melt and slide through grates and and reform on the other side like Terminator Two. Um, we've got <laughs> AI that can write its own computer code. I'm pretty sure that's the start of every like disaster movie. And we are to the point with with deep fakes and, and AI technology that you can conceivably have an AI, complete AI salesperson on your, your team. I, I've seen demos of some products that are out there now that if you like visit a website like wine.com and you look at a couple of bottles, it can you can have the, the website trackers on there that could call that buyer up and completely automated AI with a fake voice say, Mike, I saw you were looking at the case of the, you know, 95 Merlot. It just went on special. I can ship it to you for, you know, $69 if you want. $69 for a case. You're buying cheap wine, Mike. Uh, yes, but um, <laughs> I can ship that out to you. If you want to go ahead and do that, I can place your order and it could take the order, process the payment and ship it out and completely make a sale with AI. Now, should you do any of those things? is a completely different question, but some of those things are becoming possible. And I think in the next few years, a lot of them will get only get better. These are our version 1.0s or sometimes version zeros of some of these AI technologies. Yeah. And you, you you talked uh, at the top about, you know, Sandler being a good fit for a sales organization that's got, you know, a complex product or as you said, messy, or, you know, maybe it's multifaceted in ways that it touches on different ICPs or whatever it might be, right? Sandler is a great go-to and resource. Um, you know, I think that this AI is probably going to be starting out in a world where the less messy stuff is where you can maybe do that replacement sales, right? Uh, and then, you know, when you get into the more complex B2B, I think it's more daunting of a task and, and, We'll, we'll get into that, but it is, it's, uh, it's, in some ways, it's a very exciting, but it's also some ways, in some ways alarming, right? So, yeah, I think our ticket Sandler it. has been that AI will most likely not replace salespeople, or at least not good ones. It might replace yeah. bad salespeople. If you're in a call center just reading off scripts, we can have a robot read a script. If you're not doing yeah. anything creative there or, or connecting with empathy or, like you said, solving problems you're not bringing a lot of value. You might consider, you know, how to get up to a higher level in sales. If you're a sales professional that's doing complicated B2B sales and and you're working on building consensus between buyers and sellers and buying teams and working through procurement and legal, that's probably not going to happen with AI anytime soon until the AI is also the AI buyer. And then we can have our procurement AI (laughs) talk to our sales AI and interface. (laughs) We can all go to the beach, but I don't think that's that's where we are. We are anytime soon. So I think really what we're talking about are 
tools that can make the salesperson more effective. We can put more data, more information, uh, more options for human sellers and automate some stuff that salespeople don't really like doing like prospecting yeah. or um, that they're bad at doing like data entry in the CRM or things that humans are not great at, which is mass amounts of data. So if you have a thousand people coming to your website, it's really hard to tell which one is ready to buy today and which one needs to be contacted. Or when you're in a complicated sales cycle, you're not paying attention to the person who already ghosted you because you're still waiting for a reply thinking it's okay. But AI yep. can look at all of these different triggers and signals and say, hey, red flag, this person was responding to your emails within 24 hours and now it's been 36 hours. You might want to follow up on on this yep. one. and it can start assisting the salesperson in that way. And I think that's what's most likely to be happening this year and in the the very near future. On a macro level, you know, what are some of the ways that you see AI impacting or changing the landscape for sales leaders? Yeah, there's a whole bunch to unpack, but let's start just with number one on the coaching. We've all kind of seen gong, chorus, call recordings and stuff where you can jump to the call. So yeah. you don't have to be on them all, but you can um, skip right to the good part. Or I've seen ones that the bot can be in on your Zoom call and they can read micro expressions in the buyer and tell when somebody's looked away from the screen or made a frowny face and you started losing them in the sales. And so you can kind of put green lights on stuff that happened well and red lights on stuff that happened uh, that needs coaching. And yep. you as the sales manager could jump in and say, hey, uh, Mike, let's look at your last call. Let's see what uh, what went right. Let's talk about those. Let's talk about what went wrong when we lost them, why we didn't get a next step. And you can automatically have AI processing all of these recordings of these calls and just sending you the best examples or just sending you the worst examples that you can either um, share with the team or, or coach to privately. So I like using it for collecting best practices too. So there are um, AI tools that you can upload the recording of a meeting and it will cut out highlights of it and give you the top, you know, five to 10 moments of an hour call in three to five minute clips like YouTube videos or even hmm. 60 second shorts that were the most interesting and label them. And then you could export those shorts and send them to your team and say, hey, listen to this 30 second commercial that Catherine did. It was amazing. It's the best right. I've ever heard anybody do on it. And just start firing that out so that everybody can start using those scripts. And by the way, it'll do the tra transcription or even translation for you automatically. And you're yep. you're sending that stuff out to your team. I think also with AI and ChatGBT, you should have a sales playbook now with written scripts in a matter of minutes. And you can update that every single week if you wanted to, but at least like quarterly. Go in and use ChatGBT to give you some current uh, pains of customers you're solving, put that into a 30 second commercial elevator pitch. You can give you the top objections that um, you know uh, a purchasing person, whoever your, your buyer is, would have common questions they'll ask to salespeople who are selling in your industry. And you can have all of those things pre-prepared and your training and onboarding and, and scripts should be uh, just top-notch, better than they ever have. And you don't have to write any of it. It's all done right. automatically. Which is, cool. which is insane if you think about it. But, you know, yeah. I do agree that, 
you know, you mentioned just, you know, a handful of ways that there's going to be tools at the disposal of a sales leader leveraging AI and all, you know, listen, you talked about one that's, uh, you know, captures uh, video highlights, another that's building off of, you know, the the verbal communication of a call. And I think it's really going to attack every aspect of of prospect or customer engagement, right? And then also start to pull out and extrapolate these areas for improvement or replication, like you mentioned, right? Hey, this is a 30-second highlight reel. Let's do this. Everybody do this. I wanted to jump in with the training videos too. So not just sales calls, but in our training sessions at Sandler, I mentioned we have 400 trainers who are doing, you know, thousands of virtual sessions a a week. We can record all of those now and ingest them. And we just started doing this. So it's still a lot of manual work, but we can use that AI to process all of those, take out the highlights of those and say, out of all thousand sessions we did last week, Here's the best five minutes of the the pain funnel discussion or or concept that we teach. Or we can um, get the transcription of that, process it through AI and say, here are um, five minute or 500 word snippets. We can have it summarize all of the training materials and write follow-up scripts or the action items from meetings. And it's incredible because now we don't have to rely on humans to do all of that we can just automatically have it processed and say, here's the top highlights from our training session yesterday. Here's the follow-up notes and the action items from that. And we're done. It's automatically emailed to everybody right after the meeting, which is awesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, thinking about the possibilities being truly endless, uh, I think it is really exciting. Role plays are really big uh, I think a widely used tactic to onboard and train not only new but existing sales stakeholders. What what role are you already seeing AI play in? You know, making role plays more effective or making them more readily available. This is one of my favorite things to use ChatGPT for. So if you haven't tried it, go to ChatGPT. Uh, use the free version. It's better on the pro. The the four does a little bit better with role plays, but it's 20 bucks a month. Uh, try it, pay the 20 bucks for one month. Try it and tell me how it goes. Also, we have some prompts for you. So if you go to sandler.com slash chat GPT prompts, there are 20 prompts that you can type in and, and one at the end will start a role play. So you can type into chat GPT and say, start a role play, make it no more than five minutes. Give me a chance to respond to each one of your prompts. You play the buyer, ChatGBT. I'll play the seller. I'm selling blank in this industry. You are going to be the, whatever, VP of, of sales uh, mm-hmm. at XYZ Company. Um, my first line is, I'm Mike Montague. Does my name sound familiar? And right. it will go back and forth. Now, you can even add more information into your prompt. You can say... I want you to play a high D personality, a dominant person who's really <laughs> reluctant to set a meeting with me and let's role play it. And it'll give you like one word answers. Like, uh, what do you got for me? And you're like, uh, I was wondering if I could take 30 seconds. To, you can take 30 seconds, make it quick. And it'll play that personality for you. Or you can say, give me a nice, soothing, steady relator personality of uh, somebody that is really excited about our product, but they're they're just introverted. And you can start role playing these different scenarios. And depending on how you know what is it, sadistic or masochistic, uh, yeah. you are. Either. 
you can set yeah. this up for yourself or your your team here and say, and all you have to do is tell it to act as if that's the problem act as if you're a really angry customer calling with a complaint that we lost their luggage or or something or, or broke their their machinery and it will do it and you can role play in safe scenarios and practice it and if you're a manager, you can have it write a whole script for a role play. So then you can copy and paste or export out that chat prompt, take it to your next sales training and say, all right, everybody's doing this role play. We have um, Catherine, the buyer here is chat GBT and Mike is the salesperson. And so, um, you know, one of you play one, you play the other, and then we'll switch and we're going to practice our tonality. We're going to go through overcoming these objections and stuff. And so yeah. you can instantly write role plays sales training. Um, you can do it yourself and just try different scenarios and then ask it to start all over. Say, redo the this scenario again, but this time I want you to play the CEO instead of the vice president. And I want you to be worried about sustainability instead of, um, you know, cost. Yeah. I wish I had a resource like that coming up or even, you know, coming up in coaching. I think, you know, even if, as you said, you set it up really, uh, you know, easy or someone who's accommodating and nice, even if you just need a win, right? Get into role play. Just go I start the with the easy plays. role plays for sure. Yeah. But it's, there's a lot there, right? And I think, you know, think about the, the, I guess the labor intensive nature of role plays in some instances, historically, right? You got to get another person, right? That other person has got to be equally engaged or committed to the process. Um, And, you you know, it takes time. And if you want to do it for both parties, you've got to do it twice as long, right? And so having the ability to have someone play that foil or that prospect or whatever you'd like. And as you mentioned, all the different customizations you can go through to set it up in the way that you want to. I mean, that's really valuable. Right. Yeah. And, and ChatGPT is a computer program. It doesn't have emotions and it doesn't care on its side. So you can do it over and over again, 50 times in a row, and it will bring Never the same level of energy and responses that it did on the first right. one uh, if you ask it to. So I think that is an incredible tool. And I also just wanted to highlight this personalization part because you can also flip it to write in the reverse. So if you take your sales script and say, I have to write an uncomfortable email. Like I ha- we're raising our prices. It's inflation. There's a 20% price bump to all of our uh, customers. I can put the sales email, you know, or, or uh, my verbiage for how I'm going to mention increasing prices into ChatGBT and say, rewrite this in the nicest way possible or the most professional way possible or the shortest way possible. Or um, you can rewrite it as uh, I'm saying it to a person who's a high D personality. And so you can start crafting both sides of the conversation then and say, okay, I am a really timid salesperson. Rewrite this in a way that's more assertive or whatever your thing is. Like it can help you adjust your selling style to cover your weaknesses. Yeah, it totally can. And and I don't know about you, but have you been seeing a, a tremendous amount of, uh, totally chat GPT based emails coming your way. I've seen people have learned to write significantly better emails in the last, say, three to five months uh, more (laughs) than I have in the previous 10 years of being in sales. You know, it's an interesting point because I think that is something that we focus on a lot at Sandler. Our our number one rule in Sandler, we have 52 rules in, in our new book, How to Sell to the Modern Buyer. But the number one rule is sales is a conversation between adults, humans to uncover <laughs> the truth. 
So I think that like, um, like that. people snip out spam just because you can have chat GBT write an email for you. And then you can have your CRM blast it to a thousand people doesn't mean you should. Right. Yeah, and I think I rather agree. than robots, what I can sniff out is spam. Every time somebody sends me an automated email that's not customized to me, I can tell they sent that to everybody else. And yeah. so now you can have AI and things really customize those messages, but we're all trained as humans through seeing thousands, if not millions of emails. We know instantly when that subject line has an exclamation point in it, that it's spam and we can just not even open it. We can hit delete. <laughs> we know that human beings are lazy. So they use one word subject lines. Like when your boss sends you an email, he either puts the whole message in the subject line or uh, or he'll write something like introduction or task or ask or something. And, right. and then it's five sentences or less. So we know what a human email looks like versus marketing spam or sales spam. Totally. And now we can start having chat GBT blur those lines a little bit, but just because we can doesn't mean we shouldn't add our humanity. We still need to ask if what we're doing is in the best interest of the buyer and it's going to put us on kind of equal business stature and build trust in a way that's going to um, move the sale forward and connect more emotionally than it is just being self-serving for us. And it's yeah. trying to shortcut our sales process. Yeah. Well said. And, and I'm thinking about just, you know, in the last, say, five minutes of our conversation here and all the different things you reeled off as being capabilities that AI can do to support a sales leader or support the, the coaching uh, uh, goals and, and ideals of a sales leader and, and, and get the team boosted and, and evangelize best practices, create playbooks. There's all this stuff that it can do. There's part of me that thinks, you know, we talk a lot about uh, administrative creep, right? The notion that, you know, over time, a sales organization has this inevitable increase in administrative work, right? And beyond that, some of the tech that we've designed to make ourselves more efficient actually has this unintended administrative creep consequence, right? Where just now I'm juggling another thing, right? And it's another tool. And if I don't know how to use it very effectively, now maybe it's another report or another data source, or it's a, another thing to put into a otherwise, you know, a many moving piece oriented day to day, right? So I'd say, is there also maybe with all this great stuff, a concern that AI could also uh, add to the the kind of combined resources in a way that makes it too much to navigate, too much to juggle, and too much to be effective with? I think yes, in the short term. I agree with everything that you said. Two things came to mind for me. Number one is uh, the software stack, the sales stack of tools we have now is getting ridiculous. And everybody has yeah. added a chat bot to whatever they were, were doing. So I don't want to shout out any of my, our partners at Sandler or any, but basically anybody that has a piece of software has added the ability to write, you know, scripts or, or um, yes. chat with the help desk or, or some sort of generative text tool to their software stack. So that means it's going to be a lot of overlap here in the, the short term. And I think a lot of these tech companies are probably going to see consolidation of, stuff where we don't need sure. a CRM and uh, AI 
you know, call analytics and something else like um, a deal prediction AI or something that that's probably all going to be in one system yeah. eventually. We're not there now, so we probably are going to see some scope. And I think eventually AI will have a big enough impact where we're really only using humans for human type stuff, that it's automating everything else. We're not there now, which means cobbling together these tools can be a little bit more cumbersome. But for me, the biggest risk for salespeople, we created another rule for this one too. It's saying the rule number 24 is leverage technology to engage with your buyers, not to hide. So if mm. you're a sales leader, you need to know that all of these things can be an excuse for what we call creative avoidance. Rather mm -hmm. than making a prospecting call, I can spend an hour messing around with chat GPT or the latest AI bot and all kinds of stuff that um, I can do instead <laughs> of making that awkward outbound prospecting call that I didn't want to make. Right. Right. Leverage no, technology exactly, to right. engage, not to hide is big. If you're a leader, realize that some people are going to do that. And we have to teach salespeople how to use these tools. We got to keep learning. The speed of progress is insane. Uh, Chad GBT set the record for fastest um, to 100 million users, blowing away like Facebook and Netflix and all of the other fastest growing apps that um, it's just your buyers are using it. Your salespeople are using it. The world is changing faster than ever. So is it going to be awkward? Is it going to be a big learning curve? Yes. But I think that we're talking about will AI salespeople, uh, will AI replace salespeople? Probably not. But salespeople and sales leaders who embrace AI will probably replace those who don't. Yeah. Um, if you're three to five years away from retirement, maybe you can make it. You can say technology is not my thing. But if you're planning on doing this for a while, you better get your head in, in the game of, of diving into it. And I know I said that a little harsh, but I really it's think true. we're at this point where you may be a dinosaur without a land bridge to the next technology if you don't start learning about it. And so yeah. uh, we want to help you. I know Mimio wants to help you. Keep listening yeah. to podcasts like this. Keep diving in and making sure that you're keeping up on all these changes because it's faster than ever. I want to pivot really quickly. We talked a lot about kind of leveraging AI for sales leadership, right? What do you think is maybe one of the most dramatic ways that AI is going to change the landscape for sales training? I think there are several trends that we're seeing and we're getting after right now. Number one is on the top of my list is just speed. You you can't, again, take like two years and, and $500,000 to hire instructional designers, research topics and write programs and then cast uh, members to be in the videos and then hire an animator to create right. the SCORM packages. Right. Like, all of that has to happen in, you know, two days now, yeah, not two, days. two years. Yeah. By the time that that program hits the learner, it's going to be outdated. And so we all have to think about how we speed this up so much faster. Number two for me, I think, is personalization. And I know this is one of the things you guys specialize in, which is my favorite part. But we're all in this place where we don't need all of the training. There may be standard stuff you want everybody to take. I know there's a lot of HR and compliance stuff. We need everybody to do that. I'm in sales training. The BDRs out there making cold calls do not need closing tactics. And your ninja um, AEs that are on or customer success people that are working on renewals don't need the cold call training. So how do we get 
the right training in front of the right people and using AI to examine um, needs of each individual rep. So not even teams, but it's getting so hyper-personalized now that uh, we've seen demos of software that is in call centers and it's analyzing 50,000 calls a day. And it will tell you which person is having problems in which part of the call, which scripts, which ones are doing better than others, which ones do we not have any training on because it can make recommendations instantly of like, oh, you messed up the the 30 second opening, here's here's some training for you and, and other additional stuff you can do instantly before you take your break for lunch. Right. But if something doesn't exist in that catalog, it can flag it for L&D and for the leadership and say, hey, we need to create some scripts around this objection because we seem to be, it seems to be increasing and we don't have a great answer for it. Our conversion rates are lower. And so looking yeah. at all that massive data is huge. And that'd probably be number three for me. How do we collect yeah. and curate all of the information that's already happening? So when your salespeople are using ChatGBT to write a really good email and it works, how are we monitoring that so that that new greatest email gets sent up and distributed out to everybody in the you fastest, scale. effective way possible? Right. Do you think that AI and this kind of feedback loop that it's going to create right? Between sales trainers and people who do instructional design for sales training and the speed of it, right? You mentioned number one thing was speed. Do you think that's going to lead to more curriculum being delivered in kind of like a technology-based environment, such as like through an LMS or online or through some digital or through videos, um, and less so in an instructor-led environment? Or do you think that the instructor-led environment will persist and be a main, uh, we'll call it linchpin of sales training as we move forward. I think it is all of the above. David Sandler, uh, his original book was, you can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar. You can't learn how to ride a bicycle by hearing somebody else talk about it. You have to get on the bike. And so what we're seeing with especially a lot of soft skills or sales skills is you can't learn how to do that in a 60-second TikTok video. It might be consumed more. It might have better engagement, but is it going to make the change necessary? Also, um, there's AI coaches that you can type into ChatGPT, for example, and just say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Help me out. Well, that's great if you know what you're struggling with. But if you don't, you need a manager or a trainer and a human to say, hey, it sounds like you're losing them at this point, or it sounds like this is your problem because it's really hard to read the label from inside the bottle. And so I think there is stuff that's better. There's stuff that should be recorded. If you're lecturing at people, there's no reason you should be doing that live and fly people around the country to lecture. That's a terrible idea. But if you're, you can just record that and send the video out. But if you're going to have role plays and you're going to do face-to-face stuff, or we're going to bring the team together for team building and we're going to go, um, you know, golf afterwards and we want to bond and we want to have some downtime and we want to really learn from each other and connect and build bonds. We can't do that if we're all watching separate videos in the LMS, right? That, yeah. That's a different skill yeah. set. But for me, I think the biggest one is coaching, individual coaching. And so the more the trainers can personalize and the and if we can do that in small groups, great. If we can do it in big groups, great. If we can do that at a live sales kickoff with, you know, a thousand people and the lights and the music and the the smoke you know, all that, 
is cool too. There, there's a place for that, but I think we need to be really intelligent about choosing the right medium for the right message and the right uh, objective that we have for L and D. Yeah. Right. Like you said, using the bicycle example, you can't right, learn to ride a bicycle from here and somebody talk about it. Right. There, there's think- a lot of studies on that too. So I know I, I mentioned that I'm kind of biased, but if you look at the human um, body, even in the endorphins and, and serotonin that are released and the connections that are made in the brain is it's different. Watching something that's pre-recorded and not live has a different engagement than you and I live talking virtually. And when we study the brains and the, the chemicals and in, in blood tests and things of people who are live face to face, there are different mirror neurons. We can see different body language, micro expressions, the having the physical presence actually changes the chemistry of our body. And it's really cool stuff, but we just have to realize when that's needed and when that's not. Uh, because AI also has advantages. So we just have to think intelligently about how we apply these technologies. Yeah. The differentiating factors that will prevail right in the future between salesperson to salesperson, it's going to be, I think, who's willing to leverage all of these new training opportunities? Who's willing to invest and take the time and access these, you know, really, really awesome and new and pioneering uh, ways that AI is going to be leveraged to train and to improve and create that uh, kind of continuous development uh, uh, arc that people want. It's going to be the folks that are willing to spend the time to do it, right? And I think that's another, you know, the the sales trainer is going to have a big role and the training that's going to be able to be created from all of this data uh, collation and collection is going to be really great. But it's how um, the salesperson, again, us, you and I both believing that people are going to be needed in sales into the future, how they leverage it and do they commit the time and resources to make it work for them. It's a continuous learning, um, being in that growth mindset and knowing that you you want to make the most out of it for yourself, your career, your team, your company, and your clients. And just saying, how can we keep learning and doing this better? Because Nobody is instantly good at AI. The only way to get good at it is to be bad at it first. And, right. and it's the so same many thing things. with so many things in life. It's just yep. another one on the pile. Yeah, I love that. And I'm so glad that I had this conversation with you. And if I'm, you know, I'm thinking about a couple of takeaways, uh, Mike, from the episode, uh, uh, you know, one, listen, no matter where this is going, I think we both agree or at least think that humans are still going to be a big part of sales, right? For sure. What makes a great salesperson may slightly change over time and how they're having to leverage technology uh, may change, but you know they are going to not be uh, replaced like a cog in a machine, uh, like so many fear uh, they'll see happen in certain industries or areas of business. Um, secondly, I really loved you know, your notion that we should use AI uh, to engage and not to hide, right? Like other technology and that, that mantra of Sandler's. And then finally, um, it's not adapt or die, but it's adapt or probably face some obstacles, right? Uh, in the years ahead. So I think, you know, if, if someone's listening out there and thinking, you know, Hey, maybe I'm behind on this. Well, don't wait too long to jump on because, uh, this is the direction things are going at least, you know, in some respects. So, um, I think those are really good. And uh, I appreciate you coming and sharing your thoughts on this with us, Mike. If anybody from our audience wants to get in touch with uh, you or with Sandler, what's the best way to do so? 
Sure. You can just find me, Mike Montague on, on LinkedIn. That's the best way to connect with me. Uh, I mentioned the book I wrote, um, LinkedIn, the Sandler way. If you go to sandler.com slash LinkedIn secrets, you can download the PDF for free. And I had that other PDF too, sandler.com slash chat GPT prompts. And you can get our top 20 AI uh, prompts to help you craft your, your sales playbook. But Sandler.com is the, the website. We have an enterprise team out there that'll help you um, figure out your training program, global training programs, and uh, 200 individual local locations too. If you're just a, an individual salesperson or a small business owner, love to help you out there. Just go to Sandler.com for more information. Yeah, that's great. And check out the chat GPT prompts. A lot of really good stuff in there. So thanks again, Mike. Appreciate your time. Um, we'll be back soon with another episode of Talk of the Trade. And thanks for everybody for listening. Talk of the Trade is hosted by Mimeo, the better way to print. Find out more at www.mimeo.com.